the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, you want to hear the corn pop thing? Everybody remembers the corn pop. Remember uh, Joe Biden? He uh, had a standoff with corn pop at that pool back in 1949 or whenever. He was a lifeguard at that pool in Wilmington when he got down, right, with uh, everybody in the in the neighborhood there. Uh, listen to this. It's a famous moment from when he was vice president of the United States. Keep in mind, he's he's surrounding, surrounded by about um, 15 12-year-old girls in bathing suits when he's telling this story, okay? And not one of them knows what he's talking about any more than I know what he's talking about. You ready for this? Uh, all right, go with the, with the corn pop thing. I learned a lot. And I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the driving board area, and I was one of the guards, and there were a lot of your board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the damn, uh, the darn cement over there. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did. He, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off. And he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight racers. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement. All right, again, he's talking to all these poor kids had no idea what he's talking about. And I guess he he comes off like the big shot, right? He's going to put Corn Pop in his place. And then he gets really racist. Keep going. A chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me? He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. And I walked up to my car. And they had, in those days, you used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. And I looked at them. But I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off the board, you get off the board. And I'll kick you out again. But I shouldn't have called you. Esther Williams, I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. All right. He uh, said, you apologize? Esther Williams was some, like, actress who could also swim and dive, right, back in 1935. And apparently that was a big, uh, you know, an insult. Oh, you look like Esther Williams. Keep going, please. Sorry about this, but I got to get to the I got to get to the race part. Keep going. I said, I apologize for that, not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. <laughs> I came down here because I remember the first bumper sticker I saw that made me aware when I was in law school. Proudly for Holloway. Proudly for your dad. First African-American state senator in the state of, in the state of Delaware. Everything about... 
And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand. Oh, here we go. And it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. There you go. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Stop! The roaches part. I learned about roaches. I didn't realize this, but uh, roaches uh, is a slur against black people. Did you know that? I did not know that. But I've been told, and I looked it up, and, yep, there's a whole thing about this being a... He learned about roaches. He learned about uh, all these kids because the, they were fascinated with the blonde hair, right? This is a... He made it quite clear. This is a black pool, and Joe is really... It was big of him to work at the black pool, right? He's a he's a profile in courage because he took, down, took on Corn Pop, and he was down there by the public housing and all that stuff, and he just lets that go. So when this tape was first uncovered, everybody was like, what the hell is he talking about? Who's Corn Pop? Ha, ha, ha. Well, what about uh, the roaches part? That's a, that's a horrible thing to say, and he said it. Now where is he going? Now this maniac is... <laughs> <laughs> Meeting with President Xi tomorrow, President Xi of China, and I don't think that uh, he's any contest uh, for. Do you? I mean, there's no, there's no comparison. Xi is going to own that guy. He just doesn't have it yet. They keep saying that we're supposed to be deathly afraid, not of Biden, but Trump. Cut twenty one. Let me assert my firm belief. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You said it, FDR. And uh, there's a lot of fear going around. Be afraid. Be very afraid. We start the fourth hour with the latest dangerous fascist rhetoric from Donald Trump. On Wherever Saturday. he's getting those, those words, the sources come straight from 1930 fascists. It's just... So un-American. Nothing manly about undermining American democracy. I mean, I study the breakdown of democracy, and I don't know how to say this more clearly. We are sleepwalking towards authoritarianism, and we are literally walking towards a world in which Donald Trump is going to consolidate power, politicize the rule of law, and break down democracy one day at a time. He's a very cruel person. It's not a debate. And the only thing between... Us and the democracy ending, quite frankly, is Trump losing or winning. If he wins, our democracy ceases to exist. You see, right? Totally over the top. Totally uh, just so beyond reality. So crazy. But you can see they will break laws, break rules, break norms, throw out standards, throw out tradition, throw out everything to stop him. Uh, and a great example of that are these four uh, fraudulent indictments of him. What are they going to do next? Hey, I'm looking at Chuck Schumer, Republican. Uh, no, <laughs> Republican, uh, Republican fighter. He hates Republicans. He's the senator from New York, right? Been there for a long time. He always gets voted back in with like 75 percent of the vote and all that popularity. And he never sticks his neck out. He never sticks. Uh, now, I see him at the because there are a lot of people there. He goes to the pro-Israel rally, but he has been mute, mute about the anti-Semitism. Where the hell has he been? Where the hell has the Me Too movement been? Where have these bastion of uh, you know, liberal leaders, where where are they when it comes to something so basic, so anti-American, so anti-human as 
anti-Semitism. <laughs> and there he is pump, trying to pump up the crowd. That's what he's always good for, wearing those stupid glasses that come down. When is he going to give it up? You know, a friend of mine ran for the Senate against him, um, and it didn't work out very well. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, Joe Pinion, great guy, uh, got the Republican nomination and did very well in the debate. But the whole kind of system is more or less rigged to help incumbents forever, forever. They uh, they have a lock on it. And, uh, oh, one other thing. Um, this is the thing that still has everybody really upset, that Trump used the word vermin to describe the enemies of America, and he's not wrong. Cut 22. Pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible. They'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. I just don't think if I were watching that, I would have thought anything of it. But then again, he used the word vermin. How could he say the word vermin? How could he use a word that is in the dictionary? That describes, you know, well, he's dehumanizing. That's what they say. He's dehumanizing uh, the opposition, just like Hitler did. Well, Hitler used the word chair, right? And I'm sitting in a chair. Does that make me a Nazi? Of course not. That's the little game they're playing. That's how stupid they think we are. And, you know, a rat will do anything to survive. Isn't that right, Mr. Hill? Mr. Hill, you know everything about being a rat. You know, we. I've heard I can put a compilation together probably about 17 hours long of various Democrats calling Donald Trump a pig, P-I-G, pig. Now, is that dehumanizing? Sure. I can say that's dehumanizing. And, you know, what do we do with pigs? Well, we slaughter them, don't we? A lot of them, at least, you know, for the bacon, for the – what else comes from a pig? All that good stuff, right, the pork? Um, although a lot of you don't like it, that's fine, too. Uh, I'm kind of uh, – whatever. That's dehumanizing. I could make a whole case, but I wouldn't because that's unreasonable. I understand what they're getting at when they call him a pig. I disagree, but I get it. And you're allowed to say stuff. And they're saying that that use of language is a is a dog whistle or a yeah dog whistle. It's a uh, to 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 racists everywhere. Well, you want proof that Donald Trump is not a racist? Uh, well, we don't need proof. We know him. We know him. But one of my favorite episodes, really, in the Trump presidency is 2020 when he stood next to. All those people from all around the world, Bolivia, India, I believe Nigeria, uh, Tibet, folks from all over the world. Was it Tibet? No, it couldn't have been Tibet. It was uh, South Korea, and they were taking the citizenship oath. And it was just amazing. It was just wonderful. Come to this country. We don't care what you look like. If you got something to offer and you want to follow these rules, that is America, we all came pretty much from somewhere else. Join the party. Come along. But do it the way, well, my great-grandparents did it. They did it legally. You know, Ellis Island, we had a check-in procedure. You know, it's amazing. 120 years ago, we had a immigration system that was 100 times better than it is today. Isn't there something fundamentally wrong with that? Max in Manhattan, hello? Yes, uh, Kelly, thank you for taking my call. Um, I, th- I say we uh, free those people who were uh, marching on January 6th who were doing nothing but walking around. And by the way, a lot of them are being also um, they're being tortured in addition to being held in jail, like Owen Schroyer and Enrique Tario. 
What do you know about them being tortured? Well, they are uh, kept in solitary confinement. In some cases, no food for three days. How do you know uh, that? How do you know no food for three days? Because their lawyers who were speaking to them came out and said it. I don't remember that. I don't I don't remember seeing anything about that. Look, but I do say this. They shouldn't be in jail, especially Enrique Tarrio, who is not a white supremacist. Yep, those guys have been abused, and uh, I have not heard tortured, but from what I hear, the D.C. jail is pretty awful. Uh, I know it is. All right. But you just said, well, we should set him free. Well, that's not happening anytime soon. It'll happen under Trump, I do believe. He's actually said it out loud. Pardons, clemency, all that stuff. He wants to uh, grant it where it's where it's deserved and where it's appropriate. And I think it's appropriate across the board, across the board. So, uh, yeah, Max, I'm with you on that. I just haven't heard the uh, no food thing for three days. That does seem to be in violation of someone's civil rights and federal law, right? Yeah. All right, Joe. Thank you. Um, and I'll be right back. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Again, very nice to see this pro-Israel rally happening uh, in the National Mall in Washington, D.C., on the National Mall. All kinds of people coming out. I just hope it stays safe. I see Speaker Mike Johnson speaking at it right now. Uh, that's terrific. Uh, I don't see any uh, pro-Hamas garbage. I don't see any Palestinian flags all over the place. I don't see anybody uh, pushing genocide with that from the river to the sea nonsense. So it's a beautiful thing to see. I hope it um, remains peaceful down there and nobody shows up to agitate and, uh, and ruin it. Hey. Did you see, it's about two weeks ago, the hockey player in England who's skating down the ice and everything's fine, just playing a hockey game, and the, a player from the other team kicks him in the neck. It looks like he kicks him in the neck. Well, you can't kick somebody in the neck when you have ice skates on. Slashed his neck. Blood starts gushing out. The guy falls to the ground, but he gets up, and there's blood all over the place, and he dies a short while later. Uh, they just arrested somebody. Uh, they arrested, we believe, the hockey player who uh, slashed him with his with his uh, ice skate. Now, the man who was killed, Adam Johnson, and he was with the Pittsburgh Penguins for a while, and then he was with, like, a team. They have their own teams over there in the U.K. And listen to this. Police in England have arrested a man in connection with the death of hockey player Adam Johnson. The man in custody was charged with suspicion of manslaughter. Johnson, who played for the Nottingham Panthers, died after his neck was cut by the skate blade of the Sheffield Steelers' Matt Petgrave during an on-ice collision. It is not yet known who has been arrested. Our investigation launched immediately following the tragedy, and we have been carrying out extensive inquiries even since, ever since, to piece together the events which led to the loss of Adam in these unprecedented circumstances said the uh, chief of detectives over there. 
Uh, and I'm looking at this guy, Adam Johnson, man, just in his 29 years old, Minnesota native, played in the NHL, so a great player, but then, then he was playing essentially in the minor leagues in England. The arrest came after South Yorkshire police said they were investigating the circumstances of Johnson's death, which was described as a freak accident by the Panthers. But you know what? I looked at that videotape, and I'm like, uh, I've never seen anybody kick anybody in hockey, and this guy seems to be kicking that guy in the middle of hockey. How about that one? Hmm? Um, let's see. What do we know about the guy who's under arrest? Now, in England, they have a funny way of doing this, and it may sound preferable, but it really isn't. You don't want the state locking up people without putting the name out. I think we all need to know. I think it keeps them in check. It keeps them. Anyway, they can arrest you, and they will not release the name publicly. But piecing everything together, we believe it's Matt Petgrave from the other team there. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Petgrave's actions on the ice were very reckless, according to family members. We... We're just going to have to let it play out and see what happens. Whatever they decided, I would have had to live with it. But I'm just glad they are being diligent with doing what they're supposed to be doing. Petgrave received a standing ovation from the home fans in the Steelers' first game since the fatal incident. Now, what the hell is that all about? All right, so he kills a guy with his skate, and they give him a a standing ovation in the next game? Maybe you sit the next game out after you kill somebody, you know, even if it's not your fault. And it looks like this was his fault. And the big question is, was it deliberate or not? Has anybody ever seen, is there any, Diego, you play a lot of sports. Uh, does anybody ever, you don't kick anybody in hockey. I've never seen a leg come up in hockey uh, ever. I've seen plenty of hockey games. There's no need to do that, right? Both feet on the ice. I haven't seen that, no. Hmm. Uh, in soccer, they, um, they uh, intentionally hurt players with cleats sometimes. Is that a thing, really? Yeah, sometimes you know they, you raise a cleat and uh, you know you get red carded, suspended for a couple games. But uh, I've seen that happen. And a cleat is way different from an ice skate. A cleat basically is plastic. Those are plastic little nodules. It's not like spikes that they used to wear in the old days, right? They're plastic little nodules. Some of them they're thick, but some of them are made of metal for more uh, for right. more stabilization. But they're, they're blunt. It's not like a knife. You're not no, no. You're not walking around with a knife under your shoe. And that's what you have in an ice skate. And that guy, I've seen enough. This guy is guilty of something. Let's see. What's his name again? Pet Grave. What a weird name. Pet Grave. Greg Kelly. Entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, There's something else here. Something else. uh, Well, actually, real quick. You ever notice when the celebrities sell their house, sell their apartment, it's always in the newspaper. And uh, this is, oh, boy, he took a real bath on that house. Um, Paul Simon, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, Mrs. Robinson, that guy, Simon and Garfunkel. Um, Paul Simon's been married to Edie Brickell for a long time. Anyway, I knew about this house. They've been trying to unload it forever. It's up in Connecticut. They just sold it for uh, $10 million, it looks like. The thing is, they bought it 22 years ago for $16 million. Uh, ouch, right? Ouch. Ooh. Let's see here. Uh, they switched to a new brokerage. The property came back to the market for $12 million in March of 2021. It sold for $10.8 million last Friday. $10.8 million. 20 years ago, they bought it for sixteen point five. Now, maybe they didn't take care of the house. Is that possible? Did they let it go to pot? 
or just the real estate, luxury real estate at that level is kind of all over the place and weird, just like luxury artwork, right? I mean, can anybody actually reasonably or logically explain why Pablo Picasso's 90-year-old painting of his girlfriend is worth $140 million? I mean, there's no logic to this. This is emotion. This is... This is one-upsmanship. This is a weird kind of field, and uh, it's all over the place. And, well, I'm sorry, though. I like the Simon, Paul Simon. I like those uh, tunes that he did with Garfunkel. I even like the later stuff that he did uh, with Chevy Chase and all that. That's uh, that's good. All right. Sorry about that. Now, there's this also. Remember, one more reminder that Donald Trump is totally unhinged, right? Totally, totally crazy. Cut 23. But nobody has any idea where these people are coming from. And we know they come from prisons. We know they come from mental institutions, insane asylums. We know they're terrorists. Nobody has ever seen anything like we're witnessing right now. It is a very sad thing for our country. Uh, it's poisoning the blood of our country. Uh, it's so bad. And people are coming in with disease. Stop for a second. Is there anything? That I, I, I was saying that in jest. There's nothing wrong with what he just said. It's totally logical. Look at the border. That's happening. I see not one thing to object to in that, but they say they're about to say it's the worst thing they ever heard. Uh, Joe Scarborough and uh, <laughs> noted reasonable man, Al Sharpton. Keep going. Okay. Uh, it's so bad and people are coming in with disease. Reverend Al. God. Poisoning the blood of our country. Uh, your friend Jonathan Greenblatt at ADL rightly called that out. Where have we heard that before? Again, it's just straight fascism. Fascism, fascism. Straight fascism is straight racism. It's uh, this whole idea of, of uh, having a pure race. No, it's not. All right, the the lifeblood of a country, the blood of a country, it's our mentality. It's how we view things. It's how we see things. It's not race. It's not DNA. Some people say that, you know, it's in liberty is in the DNA of America. That's not a race thing. That's this is a, what is it, a metaphor? What is it? it, it it's some sort of uh, it, it's not literal. It's not literal. It's not racist. And here's a couple of uh, Democrats we don't like speaking of blood. Speaking of blood, can I accuse them of being racist in the other way? Cut 23. Uh, wait, no, not that one. Uh, cut 24. Maybe it's in our blood, but John and I believe that all, it's all about fighting for working and middle class people. I'm from Brooklyn. It's in our blood to sniff out bull. You see, it's a figure of speech. Right. They never they never give Trump credit for that. It's a figure of speech. And uh, you want to say, what does Chuck Schumer say? Sniffing out bull. I think Americans. All right. And I think it's in our blood. Yes. To sniff out bull like this. Now, you're about to hear Joe Biden actually praise the presidency of uh, I'm sorry, Joe Scarborough praise Joe Biden as an exceptional president. And there's a no brainer. you got to vote for Joe. Seriously, he must be. He must be on the marijuana cut 25. And they're like, well, of course, if, you know, Trump's a nominee, uh, I'll vote for him. I'm not going to vote for the Democrat. I'm not going to vote for Biden. Like, of course, we could have that argument on why in the world would you talk for, you know, vote for Biden, the, the best foreign policy president since George H.W. Bush. And 
the guy that's had more success is bipartisan-wise. Uh, my God, you'd have to go back to maybe LBJ for, for a Democrat to be that successful. Bill Clinton, LBJ. I mean, so. The best foreign policy president since George W. Bush. What did George W. Bush do in terms of foreign policy? Um, get us into Iraq by mistake, right? Oops, no weapons of mass destruction. Get us into Afghanistan in such a method, late, in such a manner, uh, light, that we stayed for 20 years. We should have been, <laughs> we should have been kicking Taliban and Al Qaeda ass within moments after September 11th. And we would have had the whole damn war won in about two months. Instead, we waited the month, gave everybody a head start, and never, ever, ever had the upper hand over there. Um, did you hear that? He said that out loud. Did, was he watching the news in August of 2021 when we lost Afghanistan, right? When all those crazy people were running all over the runway and something that could have been avoided, the catastrophe. And to say that he's the uh, greatest success is Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson was a totally failed president. Totally failed. You can look it up. There are pictures of him uh, crying. He's lying down, laying down on the table in the cabinet room, crying his eyes out because he was so bad at the job. It's one thing. I guess he was a great legislator, but he couldn't handle it. He had to quit the presidential race. He was not going to be reelected. He was probably not going to be renominated. And uh, it's it's this artificial reality that they are creating for us. And uh, I don't have to live in it, but sometimes it's uh, it's tough. Cut. Uh, let's go to Joe for a moment. Yes, Joe. Good afternoon. Uh, as far as uh, you told, you started off with the with the uh, beatdown of the. The poor guy that got uh, that got beaten, and uh, then you 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 say why people feel a certain way. Why why are we upset? Uh, we're, you know, and you and you you know why we interject race into things because it's in it's in our face that they could do no wrong. Well, and I'm you, only I, taking I, this. I, I don't know if I said all that stuff, but keep going. They could do no wrong. But we can't even spit on the sidewalk, and it's getting out of hand. I didn't buy a vehicle because I haven't seen a commercial in two years of this vehicle with a white person in the commercial. Now, but wait a I second, was- Joe. I mean, does it really matter? I mean, look, it's <laughs> here you go again, Joe. You wouldn't buy a commercial. You wouldn't buy a car until you see a white person driving it. I mean, a car is a car. I, I understand the advertising thing. There's been a c- complete and total overreaction it looks totally ludicrous. You and I both would have noticed if we were working at ABC on The Bachelor Show and said, you know what? In seven seasons, uh, we haven't had a black contestant. Why don't we put one in right now? Instead, they waited 25 seasons, 25 seasons, 17 years without a black bachelor. Can you believe that? These people are so backwards when it comes to race, right? And now they're trying to just anyway. But back to you, Joe. You don't feel comfortable buying a product until you see a... Uh, Somebody, a Caucasian person using that product. Come on, I'd have to. I'd have to spend more money for the Cadillac. I bought a, a lesser SUV, and I'm happy because I, when I when I see their commercial, I see everybody in it. You know what? I'm tired. I've been spit on too long. What do you wait? Who spit on? The, no one spit on you, Joe. Mainstream. No one has spit on. Right, 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 right. 
You don't have to engage the mainstream media. You don't have to engage it. You can leave it alone. Let, let me be angry for you. You'd, you're taking this stuff a little bit too seriously, and I think you're going in a direction that we've spoken about before. You know, you say there. I don't even want to know there. So I want you to, Joe, come on. No one's spitting in on No one's spitting on you. You're still doing okay. From what, from what I remember, you spend, what, four or five hours playing golf every day. Five, four, yeah, right? Five, you whatever, say, right? You got works. it made in America. You have got the system is still okay. All right, and I'm not one of these guys. To, it has nothing to do with your race. Okay, it has nothing to do with that. I'm assuming you're white, but sometimes you get a little bit, uh, you know, too close to the line for me. So, oh, d- what? I coined this uh, uh, a phrase. Two of them. God bless the America I once knew, and it's time to put the woke to sleep with a bedtime story. 2024. All right. Those are not very catchy at all. Uh, we've got to work on both of them. Thank you. Uh, let's try Danny. Hi, Danny. Hey, what's up there, Greg? Hey, Danny, um, uh, I'm going to put you on hold. I am so sick of your lies and deception. Don't do it anymore, Danny. Steve, whatever your name. All right? We don't do it that way around here. All right. Janine in Staten Island. Hello. Oops. Well, that brings us to Barbara in Huntington. Welcome back, Barbara. Hi, Greg. Hey, I um, heard you say that the video of the boy being beaten to death in Las Vegas was taken down. Um, I texted it to you, so you have it in your in your text. Oh, Barbara, everybody um, knows now we're texting buddies. I wanted to keep that on the down low, but I get it. No, yeah, thank you for that. Listen, I'm not saying that it's not uh, obtainable, but what I'm saying is, you know, it's been minimized. It's been minimized online, and a lot of platforms that did have it don't have it anymore. When you search for it, it's 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 not as uh, present as it used to be. And try putting it on TV. You're going to face all kinds of hassles. I've seen it. I've watched it. I've watched it forwards, backwards, and slow motion. Uh, but putting it out for broadcast is a different deal. And you know how they mess with those algorithms? Well, they mess with this algorithms to make it less accessible, less likely that you're going to see it in your feed. You can go and find it, yes, but it's still I, – I know what you mean, I, but that's really what I what I meant. But it's, it's it is shocking, right? And it, it, tell me, I think it's 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 a white victim, and it's all people of color. And you know, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it has nothing to do with it. But I think in this day and age, it's interesting, and it's it's probably relevant. At least mention it, don't you think? I think so. It was a savage and a barbaric and human attack, and I wonder how the people who were doing the attacking felt when they left. Did they did they remember what it felt like to kick someone someone's lifeless body? He was unconscious to to kick a, a, a human body. What did that feel like? What do these people think when they go away from having done something as heinous and barbaric as that? And yes, I think it should be available so that people can see it everywhere. I I, I went to Independent Sentinel and the a video had been taken down but now they put it back up because i i texted with them but um i think it should be available everywhere for everyone to see but that feeds into something else i wanted to mention to you today you're talking about how the media is constantly taking trump's words and twisting them in the worst of way and we see that in everywhere in our society now 
And it goes back to the Bible verses in Genesis, where the descendants of Noah wanted to build the Tower of Babel that would be so great that it would go to the heavens, and they wouldn't need God anymore. And God saw their pride and their arrogance, and he confounded their speech by making them speak different languages so they couldn't work together. Well, what have we done to ourselves today? Through our own pride and arrogance, we have made ourselves the arbiters of what is good, what is evil, what is right, what is wrong, and we have created language. We're constantly redefining language to be racial, to be um, sexual, to be anything but what it is, so we can't talk to each other anymore. We have the Tower of Babel right now today in our country, in this world. We have the Tower of Babel. We can't have conversations anymore using words and values and priorities that were long accepted as common ground. Those are being taken away. Wow, you're right. So it was jumbled up a long time ago, and it's being jumbled up all over again? It is. It's right out of the Bible. It's right out of the Old Testament. When you look, stand back, look at that story from the Bible in Genesis, and then look at our country. Look at our conversations and our communication. Now, let me ask you something. It was jumbled a long time ago as a form of punishment, right? Well, this was in, yes, this was, um, yes. And so, so, I mean, if it's jumbled now, I don't know if it's because it would seem to be not punishment or if it's punishment, it's self-inflicted punishment, right? Because we're tearing ourselves away from each other. I get it the way it worked the first time. God wanted us speaking different languages because we were all getting carried away and pushing our own agenda and this, that, and the other thing and thinking we were all God and all that. And he said, hey, wait a second, I'm in charge here. You people go your separate ways, right? Pretty much? Yes. All right. But now we're in another situation where they're creating this new language, uh, this woke language, and what we have created that, and it's separating us even further. And I don't believe in a way God would like or approve. No, but he allows us to make our mistakes. We have free will. He allows us to choose evil over good. And so if I take a word like, marriage or a word like um, woman, and I completely obliterate the given definition of that word on which society agreed forever. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it depends on my motivations, I guess. It's not a good thing. God allows us to make our own mistakes, and we have made many mistakes by not trusting in God, not studying his word, not studying the Bible, not teaching it to our children. And so now we no longer have a common language. We can barely speak to each other. If you try to talk to your grandchild or you try to talk to a niece or a nephew and you say, uh, you know, something that they've been taught in school is not right, they're going to call you racist. They're going to call you homophobic. Whatever it may be you're talking about, intolerant. There is no right or wrong anymore it's what everyone decides for themselves is right or wrong and we have people teaching our children in the schools and in the universities their definition of right and wrong well it's not God's definition thank you so much for uh your wise words and your reminders and Hey, it's a reminder for me. I've got to get right back in that book in the word of God. You know, I can go off in my own direction and get all caught up and, 
And uh, it's too easy to do that for me. And uh, thank you so much, Barbara. Uh, the Bible, all the answers are in there. The Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible, I'll I'll say it again. The late great pastor, he has a, an edition where it's the regular Bible. It's the, the classic. It's the real Bible. But it has a few footnotes in it to to coach some of you beginners, right? Some of you beginners out there. And I consider myself still a beginner. Uh, thank you so much, Barbara. And I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'm looking at a video out of uh, Israel, and some Hamas guy throws a hand grenade into a little uh, area where there's Israeli soldiers, and one of the Israeli soldiers throws it back at the bad guys, and then it blows up. Uh, Hand grenades, what a nasty little piece of gear. I actually uh, got to throw a hand grenade at uh, boot camp. Uh, not boot camp, advanced boot camp. After I, anyway, um, you know how many grenades, how many um, enemy people were killed, say in the first Gulf War with hand grenades? Uh, zero, nobody. Uh, you know how many American troops were killed? <laughs> About seventeen. <laughs> seventeen killed with our own grenades. You got to be very, very careful with that stuff. All right, I got to go here in a m- moment. Uh, Ron, very quickly, hello. Uh, disregard that Nate in the Bronx. Hello. Yeah, really quick. Um, um, don't have time for my main comment, but uh, what the previous caller said with regard to uh, the de-Christianization, de-Westernization, the attack on institutions, uh, you know, basically, if you want to really want a good read, there's a book, it's called The Culture of Critique by Dr. Kevin McDonald. It goes into how the leftists have taken over the academic establishment. They've taken over the media. They've taken over major government institutions. And again, it's all de-racination and demonization of whites and European Christian civilization. And again, that's being, you know, if that's not genocide, I don't know what is. Yeah, Dr. Kevin McDonald. Dr. Kevin McDonald. It's not that religious guy. It's not that religious guy, is it? No, no, no. He's a psycho. He's a psychologist professor. All right, I'll check it uh, out, Nate. Thank you very, very much, John. Hello. Hello, Greg. Yo. This is John from Brooklyn. Okay. Greg. Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg. Listen, I want to make a comment about that other fellow that I was talking about. You know, white people uh, getting spit on or whatever, and he wouldn't buy a car. And quite frankly, Greg, you got to take the guys. He did push the point, and that's not reasonable what he was saying. But, you know, there are a lot of professional positions that are being filled by people that are not Caucasian just because they are Caucasian. I, I, I don't know, know what you not, why, I, I don't. You got to make me replay that phone call with that guy. Look, I, there's all kinds of reverse racism going on, and affirmative action uh, is a curse, quite frankly, that's ripping the country apart. So uh, that's how I feel. Uh, that guy was, uh, you know, all over the place a little bit. Hey, I'm so sorry, everybody. I got to go. The time is up. Have a great night. What is it? Uh, it's Tuesday night. There's a great big demonstration, and there could be counter demonstrations. Watch out out there, okay? Uh, these pro-terrorist sympathizers are all over the place tonight, especially maybe even Staten Island. Heads up. 
Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.